0: So why do you want to learn a
1: new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde está el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much
2: Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this is Star Talk. You know, we don't have a guest today, so that usually means what? It usually means that we're going to do some cosmic queries. Cosmic queries. These yes. are questions drawn from our, our listenership and all of our social media. That's correct. And I think what happens is the we solicit the questions, and sometimes questions don't fit in any category. Right. And so they all just, it's potpourri, uh, I guess. Potpourri. I don't even know what that means, but p- potpourri. It means none of these questions
1: stink. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's... What, that's it's cosmic queries, <laughs> potpourri edition, <laughs> where none of the questions stink. I know you like to thank you don't stink. <laughs>
2: That's good. So I've not seen any of the questions. No, you have not. And which
1: is not like a test. It's, it's not. not a- no, yeah,
2: you're not here to stump me. But right. if I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you. If the, I don't right.
1: know the answer. Okay. Exactly. So uh, let's get start right off. So uh, this is Brian Maroud. I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying, you know. Why you have such issues with people's names? Do you know what? It's What's become. What's up with you? It's actually become a thing now okay. because people now are online. They're just like, I just want to see how Chuck butchers my name. Okay. I can't wait to see how. Mary Chuck... Smith. Let's <laughs> <laughs> find out. With Mary Smith? <laughs> All right. right anyway, man. so Brian Maroud. I hope, Brian, that's your name. Yeah, this is what Brian says <clears throat> I've seen a lot of infographics lately about ripples in space-time due to gravity. Mm. Are there any space-time fabric waves caused by the expansion of the universe? Or is the concept of galaxies accelerating away from each other a misnomer in that they're not actually accelerating through space so much as the space between galaxies is getting bigger at an accelerated rate? This guy's been thinking, man. Yeah. Uh, Uh, He's been thinking. Uh, He's correct. Okay, next question. <laughs> I love questions the, like that. Yeah, there you go, Brian. Uh, the answer is yes. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yes, comma forty-two. Yes, no. So, <laughs> uh,
2: the gravitational waves are ripples within the pre-existing fabric of space and time, and you can get these waves if you have galaxies colliding or black holes coalescing, and if right. uh, titanic gravitational events in the universe will trigger. Ripples through the fabric of space-time and we call those gravity waves and we uh, right now we're trying to detect them The laser interferometric gravity wave observatory LIGO 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 you can just LIGO you can just google that right And this is our first attempt to detect these gravity waves first predicted
1: by Albert Einstein Now if those gravity waves were interconnecting would that be Lego LIGO? I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh like if you could snap them together, build yourself a little gravity wave castle. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> Good.
2: So uh, so when you're, things within the pre-existing space can generate uh, gravity waves, but space itself space expands. Itself yeah, it, when that's expanding. I mean, there may be a way, but not by stuff that's, in. something outside of it. So, probably it, it, so there has to be an event an event.
1: causes this.
2: Right, because there's, the gravity field is there all the time. Something right. has to
1: put a ripple in it, and that ripple moves, by the way, at the speed of light. It's, it makes perfect sense. It's a ripple, just like in a lake or a pond. Exactly. You need something to drop into the water to break the surface tension to yeah.
2: cause the wave. Yeah, and the pond is there with or without the ripple. Right. You want to put in a ripple and observe that. Boom. You got it. Bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go, Brian. The, um... Oh, by the way, we haven't detected a gravity wave yet. This is a oh. very Gravity waves are very weak. Even when they're strong, they're weak. So so, uh, these gravity wave detectors are going to detect a disturbance over a given length of space that is uh, about the same magnitude as the width of an atomic nucleus. Really? Yes. (laughs) That's insane. It's completely freaking insane. That's insane. It is a frontier of technology the 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 scientific question is pushing the engineering frontier absolutely to make this measurement and that's where the the i and ligo laser laser interferometric gravity wave observatory right and we're looking for gravity waves and if we get good at it we can detect gravitational disturbances arriving from the big bang itself
1: wow Ooh. that's pretty cool actually Ooh, yeah. look at that man mm-hmm. that's uh, so it's uh, it's technology well it's actually it's an answer in search of technology Ooh, nice, perfectly. Worded. It's an Chuck. answer in search of technology. Ooh. I'm going to tell the
2: organ. I'm going to tell the folks who write the brochures. <laughs> sign Chuck. Sign line. Chuck. Oh, nice. is that a famous astrophysicist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew. Mm. All right, hey Brian, yeah. man, that was a, uh, a very good question. Thank you for chiming in, my friend. Okay, this is Arthur Colombo Duarte. Duarte. Okay, here's his question. And by the way. You'll like this. Uh, Arthur uh, says, cheers from Brazil. So he's writing us from Brazil. 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 But he does not tell us where. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a big place. Anyway, he says, uh, what do we know about the great attractor? And what are your thoughts on what it is or could be? Could it be some sort of dark matter planet? Mm Interesting. Interesting. So these people are doing their homework before they're writing these questions. They really are, man. Okay, so
2: a couple of decades ago, it might have been in the late '80s. Okay, uh, there in the research of where all the galaxies are going, uh, there was a research paper that noticed that there's an entire community of galaxies that are all headed towards one spot. Okay, in space, and then you look in that spot in space, and there's not an obvious thing to be tugging on them. Gotcha. And so it became to be known as the Great Attractor, and uh, you expect things to be moving because we're near each other. We'll feel each other's gravity. Uh, we call the uh, those are called peculiar velocities. It turns out not because there's anything peculiar about them. Okay. It's just if you're moving within the fabric of space. That is a very natural speed that you would have. So we found this something called a great attract. That's what it got called, and it got a lot of press in its day. Now, I haven't read up on the latest on that, mm-hmm. but we know that there's dark matter everywhere, and dark matter has gravity, just like ordinary matter. Right. And there is six times as much of it. So we're no longer as shocked when we see things being drawn to one part of the universe or another. Right. Just because we don't see anything there. F- anything there, right. fully lit galaxies or right. anything. Because we
1: know that that happens. Yeah, yeah. you can have, now.
2: now, can it be a dark matter planet? Not likely, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because to make a planet, matter, whatever it is that makes the planet has to be able to stick to itself. Gotcha. Think about that, right? Right. right. What we, all right. the molecules of the rocks, they're stuck to one another. Right. All right. Dark matter not only doesn't stick to our kind of matter, it doesn't even stick to itself. Okay. So it's not obvious how you would ever coalesce dark matter into it's- any kind of solid object at all.
1: Gotcha. It would just pass through it itself. It would pass through itself. Yeah. So yeah. it's not gonna. It's not gonna get together, and and hang out and, and be the and,
2: evil and, other planet. Exactly. <laughs> the dark.
1: Exactly. Right. <laughs> is there a dark matter Earth
2: where where you have a
1: goatee? Oh wait, you have a goatee now. Right. So my dark matter Earth is a good chunk. <laughs> a good mm, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's very cool. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh, what's it called here on Earth? And, and it, there's a place in the ocean where all the floating pollution. T- tends oh, to gravitate I just read about that. And it just comes into this giant trash circle, G- mat of and plastic just bag. Ma- and it's just a big <laughs> massive um, you know, swirl of plastic
2: garbage. Okay, that has nothing to do with dark matter in the universe, but it's still interesting that that happens at all. Yeah, that's but okay. I'm saying like this is like that for oh, space. Oh, oh, so that's a that's an attractor, the attractor. Of, of
1: itself. Oh, right. yeah. Even yeah. Th- even mm-hmm. though yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though that's really just ocean currents coming together, yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah, confluence, deadpooling—it's the- one little place, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to let us know that we're a bunch of a holes who <laughs> are polluting our world. But yeah, that's very cool. So, mm-hmm. no dark matter planet, extremely, extremely unlikely, right? Okay, because based was just, on everything we've measured, everything about, we know, yeah,
2: about dark matter,
1: because right. it passed through itself, nothing to stick to.
2: Right. it's got to stick to itself, and right. then you can make solid objects. Yeah,
1: but the attractor itself, completely understandable, because we know now. Yes, that dark matter, dark matter has matters. gravity
2: just like regular matter. There you go. That's how we know
1: it's there. Hey, Arthur, man. Another great question. Mm-hmm. People are really living up to the uh, potpourri. Potpourri, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is Mary blick Blickhan Blickhan. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mary doesn't tell me where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Mary says, I want to know more about the comment I saw on. Oh, mm-hmm. how close did it get to the sun, and how did it survive its trek? I guess it might, but I confess I just had a hunch. <laughs> I guess I guessed it might, but I confess I had a hunch. In other words, she she knew it would survive. Uh, but comets have been around a long time and seem to survive anything.
2: Oh, that is so not the case. Yeah, Comet Ison. Was a comet discovered a couple of years ago, and it was going to? It was heralded as the great Christmas comet. It was a comet that was on the back on the on the back end as it near. It comes around the other side of the sun. Let's remind ourselves: comets have very elongated orbits. Right, they spend a lot of time far away from the sun and a little bit of time very close to the sun. Mm-hmm. These are strongly elliptical orbits. That's why we don't see them all the time. Right, we only see them when they visit. Right, they, they pay the inner solar system a visit. Right, right Comet Ison. If you plotted its trajectory, it would come extremely close to the sun. I don't remember exactly how close, but close like within a sun's own diameter. What? Of it. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 That's actually very, very very close. Yes. 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 So Okay, so now. Okay. So uh, and and and
1: the sun is big ball of plasma and hot. Hot. And a (laughs) comet is ice and cold cold okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> and you were looking at me like hey you don't get these two right you're not coming back <laughs> after all this time here chuck <laughs> if you don't get these two it's curtains <laughs> for you. The sun buddy. is hot,
2: a comet is cold, and now you want to bring the comet within one solar diameter, diameter. of itself. This this uh, uh, this is not bode well yes, for the comet. Exactly. So,
1: guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> if the
2: comet had survived the other side, <laughs> right. it would have come out with a beautiful long tail because the sun evaporates, it actually sublimes the frozen ga- the frozen I- the ices, turns them into gases, and on the other side was Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it would have been a beautiful comet. And people were touting it and talking it up. And and but nope. No <laughs> the sun tore a new one in that comet. Had its way. The sun tore a new one. There are images of this. The comet's going in with all perfectly shaped tail. Hey and,
1: everybody. everybody. Here I come. <laughs> I'm <ISON. laughs> I'm coming, <out> of- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: And ISON is an acronym for International Observation Network or something. It's an acronym, forgive me, I don't have it off the top of my head.
1: That's okay, okay.
2: Uh, It came out the other side, and it was a raggedy-looking thing. The thing broke apart. It diffused and just completely disappeared on the other side. Wow. Well, well, the glowing part. uh, There's probably debris there, but no longer was there a comet for us to embrace.
1: That is awesome. Oh, man. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, the sun tore a new one. That was the end of the comet. Then there was no – and that all happened, like, on Thanksgiving Day, all right? So Yeah, and there was no Christmas comet. So, I saw it came in, and the sun was like, this is
1: my house. My my house. My house. My house. (laughs) don't do this to me in my house <laughs>
2: so every comet no matter how close it comes when a tail gets made right. it's actually losing some of its own material of course right so comets have finite lifetimes they they can't go around the sun forever right and so uh, yeah so it doesn't make a difference which comet that
1: e- so now, eventually,
2: eventually com- comets going to die and in fact you've heard of uh you know Every night, if you look long enough, you'll find a meteor, right? Of course, shooting right. star, right. and occasionally there are meteor showers, right? right? Which are always at the same time each year. You know what meteor showers are?
1: That—that
2: uh, that is Earth plowing through the debris stream of long dead comets. Awesome. Who's? trajectory crossed the orbit of the Earth.
1: Oh, see, no. That is
2: why they happen at the same time
1: every year. Okay. And
2: that's why they're a higher rate of these debris particles than in any other random night. So, ISON, I have to check which way its trajectory different. actually came, Right, whether that will become a new meteor shower. Because to- we,
1: we may one day actually uh, plow through the The detritus of Ison.
2: The rocky flotsam and jetsam of Ison. Sweet. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have to
2: check if it's, or it, it, the orbit has to be sort of near the plane of our orbit, mm-hmm. and then it's a whole brand new meteor shower. So
1: a meteor shower is basically a comet graveyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's the crap <laughs> left over. <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> After the sun done did its thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, well, that's right. a, a great, great question, mm-hmm. another one. All right, let's let's uh, let's see if we can get one more in here. Mm-hmm. Before let's the see. break. Yeah, yeah, before the break, here we go. Okay. Okay. All right, that sounds we good. We can fit another one, we'll go, go right. for it. All right. Here's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So this is from Gerald. It says, "Chuck, is Neil jacked, or are his shirts just really tight?" <laughs> <laughs> well, first,
2: uh, I, now, I, uh, I, in my day, yeah, I was jacked. Yeah, I was like captain of my wrestling team. Oh at, wow, 190 pounds. Wow, so, yeah. you were jacked. Oh yeah, I could, I, I could totally kick some ass, alright? All right. I want it to be protector of the nerd set.
1: That's what I thought. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense when you no, think that, about it. That was it. my superhero
2: dream. Right. Th- th- be ner- back then, you know, the 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 tough quarterbacks would be shoving nerds into the locker rooms. And then before, you would show up? Before they would later learn that you needed the nerds to fix your computer. Right. right. So <laughs> and before, before they were respected and revered. And revered and became the richest people in the world. Right. In the day, when people went nerd hunting, I was card-carrying nerd, and I wanted to be the protector of all the nerds of the world in my own little superhero fantasy. That's, so, that's, yeah. a, that's a noble fantasy. So there'd be like a little bat signal that would go up in the sky, and I would land. What would I'd, it be, a pocket protector? I don't know. <laughs> They shine kind a of
1: pocket protector. In the day, sky. it
2: would be like a slide rule. And <laughs> right. however extended the slide rule was, that's how, that's how serious the encounter was necessary. Yeah, so no, I, 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 and I study martial arts, and so I was uh, in, in my day. Right. So, so somewhere below some layers of fat, a, a few of those muscles, I think, might still be there. There's some muscle memory maybe happening. Muscle memory. <laughs> I, tried to, I asked the trainer, I said, so when am I going to get my six pack? He said, it's still there. It's just under the fat. Right. So I, I was jacked of like 40 pounds ago and I, I, if I take it off, I plan to take some off by the end of this year. Okay. Um, maybe we'll, you know, we'll see if any, we'll any see b- remains. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, there you go, Gerald.
2: Yeah. There's, a, there's your answer. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. If you saw the, the shirts recently, yeah, I can still fill a shirt, but but generally I'm sitting at a table and you don't see my belly hanging up <laughs> <laughs> <or> below. <laughs> you see my upper body, not my midsection. You're listening to Star Talk. Stay tuned for another segment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like
1: you, like FedEx
2: Welcome back to Star Talk. Here's more of this week's episode. So uh, we are in uh, Cosmic Queries. Yes, yeah. we are. Uh, Star Talk, the Cosmic Queries edition, is the way I call it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what do you have?
1: So we've got questions from all across the internet, and, I, and I haven't seen them. The you have time. not mm-hmm. seen them. Mm-hmm. And this one is from Jersey Norrington. Jersey Norrington. Damn. <laughs> Sounds like uh, sounds like an anchor, no, it sounds like, or a porn name, or a porn yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Jersey Norrington, or right? an anchor porn man. Anchor porn. Mm-hmm. Right. Good evening. I'm Jersey Norrington. Your top story. Bounce. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> that was like so 1978 I know. <laughs> porn music track. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All yes. right. What do you have? All right. Here we go. Why is it that no one talks about iter? And this is what he puts I T E R. I never heard of it. Uh, so maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe he's right. right. Um, they're trying to get f- a fusion reactor t- to work so it could create an infinite source of energy. I really think that's cool. Hmm. All right. So ITER.
2: Let me to remember what that stands for International Thermonuclear Experimental the R stand for I don't remember reactor. Reactor, Thank you. Fusion reactor. I'll take fusion I'll take, reactor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, you can have fusion, right? A uh, fusion is the bringing together of small atoms, right, to make a bigger atom. It turns out when you do that you get energy. Okay. Up to a point. But you get energy Bring two hydrogen atoms, make helium. You get energy. Mm. The sun does that every second of its life. Sweet, and it is very efficient. Uh, it really is. Yeah, just, just back up. When, T- okay, turning along. That is. So it takes high temperature. Okay, and you're fusing nuclei. So thermonuclear fusion. Gotcha. That is what that's called. Thermonuclear fusion. Now we have mastered thermonuclear fusion ever since, like the the fifties the, okay. the late forties early fifties it's called a bomb right I was going <laughs> to say that's... what we have not mastered is the control of thermonuclear fusion right all right uncontrolled thermonuclear fusion is called a bomb Nagasaki the sun no that was that would be oh uh, no because that,
1: that was a hydrogen that bomb.
2: was a, no that was an atomic bomb atomic using bomb. and Nagasaki used uh, your uh, that one used plutonium plutonium so yeah.
1: where's the hydrogen bomb
2: the hydrogen bomb has never been used in warfare, oh. but those pictures you see with yeah, like with tiny little ships night. next to the hole and half the ocean is yes. blown out of—those <laughs> are hydrogen bombs. Oh my god! Hydrogen bombs make atom bombs look like like starter firecrackers. Oh yeah. Oh, oh there's god. no contest between the two. The two of them. Huh? Oh yeah. When we talk about nuclear power, we're really talking about who's you know who's got it. Uh, well, no. Okay. Uh, if you're start the starter kit is to make. <laughs> Is to make a nuclear fission bomb, and that's what happened in the Second World War. Okay, so that's a nuclear fission bomb. Because you take big atoms, make them little, and you get energy by doing that, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then the atomic bomb- That is big atoms, in the the very specific cases of the Second World War, splitting uranium and splitting splitting plutonium. Okay. An element named after the cosmic object Pluto, by the way. Oh, okay. Uranium was named after the planet Uranus. And guess what? Neptunium was named after. Oh, the god of the sea, <laughs> <laughs> Neptune. So we have three consecutive elements on the periodic table: uranium, neptunium, plutonium. Gotcha. Named after Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. But since Pluto's not a planet anymore, I think it got it got on the periodic table on false pretense, just between you and me. So uh, get uh, me started. Okay, so now what are they <laughs> going to call it on the periodic chart? Neil killed me. <laughs> <laughs> dwarf plutonium. So so dwarf tonium. Dwarf tonium. There you go. I
1: love it. So All right, so.
2: Getting back, back to, 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 to uh, fu-
1: fusion, yes. thermal
2: nuclear fusion. So in France, there's a there is a collaborative project, international project, to try to harness fusion. Because if you did it, and harness it in the way the sun does it, in a controlled way, you have essentially an unlimited uh, supply of energy. Of course, yes. And, and as they say, too cheap to bill. Personally, I think our electricity is already too cheap to bill, you know why? Why? Of course, you do get electric bill, but you know why it's too cheap to bill? Why? If you're driving away from your home and you see you left your living room light on are you gonna stop the car get out go unlock the door go in and turn out the light no nope. you're not that light is staying on until you get home That's today right. even
1: if you're a conservationist even if you're cut you say yeah. nope I'm yeah. not, I'm a that's why I got the old uh, in, in, uh fluorescent light bulbs. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> so why I got fluorescent light that,
2: bulbs. So already we, tr- certainly in America, we treat in the United States, we treat electricity like it is the least of our financial right. priorities, given how we use it. Uh, so fully lit up malls at night when nobody's there, for example, fully lit up buildings, Built, that light whole, up sil- cities when oh, everybody's going home. Oh, oh, everybody's going home and <laughs> is asleep. So, right. so, uh, so this. Uh, why is anyone talking about it? Well, we haven't. Achieved it yet? The day it's achieved, it's going to be headlines all over the place. Right.
1: Yeah. So now, do you think it's achievable? Because I mean, that's yeah, it's a real in principle. Thing. Yeah,
2: you have to control plasma. Here's the problem: the 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 temperature of the stuff you need to. It has to be high temperature to, right. to, to fuse the, the yeah. nuclei together.
1: I was going to say the, you're
2: basically talking about having the sun here on Earth. Exactly, and it and it's so hot. You say, okay, oh, how what vessel are you going to put it in and carry it from one place to another? <laughs> <laughs> here take this 10 million degree plasma right and, <laughs> and go straight home with it don't <laughs> we'll go anywhere else right and so their plasma is actually uh, magnetically responsive so there are things where you can create a magnetic cavity where it's, it's kind of like a magnetic bottle right if you will and then it sort of bounces off the magnetic field that contains it kind of like the radiation from the sun does on the Earth, well, uh, it sees the magnetic field and then de- reflects the around. Flux. It's precisely the same phenomenon going on. Oh, okay. But if you in- design a magnetic bottle intelligently, then maybe you can have it serve your energy needs by having fusion with it, <laughs> fusion within it. I gotcha. And so,
1: so yeah. Oh my uh, God! Let me tell you something. Listen, and and I'm just the person who gets very nervous. And Jersey, uh, Jersey, all I can say, man, is this sounds- Jer- Jersey Wellington? What's his Jersey name? Norrington. Norrington, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Anchor porn man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it sounds really dangerous. Well, uh, I mean, like if what you're talking about, If let's say you have this magnetic bottle mm-hmm. and the containment field fails. Oh. You are wiping out like, I don't know what, yeah. like, for I don't know how many miles around you. <laughs> so you design, go- you design it
2: so it doesn't fail.
1: <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Duh. We, we have so solved this problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why
1: you need really good engineers oh, in this world. There you yeah, go, man. Okay. All right. All right man. What else you got? Okay, here we go. Let's move on to <clears throat> uh, Ersch von Gergensver. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Chuck.
2: Okay, <laughs> <Come> on, Chuck. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not president of a university who's reading the names of the diplomas. Oh, man.
1: I'd be like, and next guy. (laughs) Next guy. Please come up and get your diploma. Next guy. (laughs) And young lady. (laughs) Please come up and get your diploma, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, (laughs) right, here, uh, dear Dr. Tyson. Okay. I love when you talk about The validity of science in movies, one thing that always defies my suspension of disbelief in sci-fi movies, is when the character is briefly exposed to space to go between airlocks without some sort of space pressure suit. This happens in both Sunshine and Event Horizon. Is this even remotely possible? Thanks for entertaining me on my commutes. Ooh. Hey, Erst, that was cool. Very nice. Very nice okay, of you, so
2: uh, here's the problem: when you change the, the the pressure that your body is immersed in. Okay. and we learned this, I, I think, for the first time building the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, really? Yeah, and building the Brooklyn Bridge, a lot of that structure is deep underwater. Yeah, and so you the East River. So you have these things called caissons, I think they're called, and these are basically huge bubbles. It's just a, 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 if you have a, I don't know, take like a pot, okay, all right, and then invert it and then submerge the pot. Right. You've you've trapped air in there. Yes, you did. So, you, so if you have little chairs inside that pot, make the pot big enough so you can sit in it inverted, and then you submerge the entire pot, and now you can breathe the air while you're underwater. Okay. But the deeper you go under the water, the higher is the pressure pushing up against that air right. from the water that's at your feet. Okay. The higher is that pressure. And that can have an effect on your physiology. All all right? Right. And this, when they did this to build the Brooklyn Bridge, they discovered this new physiological failure called the bends. Uh-huh. And what happens is you can go down there, mm-hmm. that's fine, but it's coming back. Gases that are dissolved in your circulatory system, when your body is then exposed to lesser pressure, begin to escape from you. Okay. And. Uh, the gases in your lungs, as they expand, you can just exhale that. Right. That's cool. Okay. But suppose the gas is dissolved in your bloodstream. All Whoa. of a sudden, these pockets of air right. show up inside your bloodstream. That's not good. Uh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> uh-uh. Thanks for concluding that, <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. So you have to be very careful when you change from one pressure to the other. You have to do it slowly right. or um, <clears throat> non-catastrophically. All right, so if you go from one atmospheric pressure into zero atmospheric pressure, space, Right. Um, you're subject to these things that could end up giving you the bends. But if, you, if you're if you not there for very long, generally, you're not there longer than you can breathe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Right. How long are you in the airlock? For, for a half hour? No. no. You're in the airlock without a suit on because that was some emergency maneuver you had to do. You're not going to be there longer than you can hold your breath. Correct. All right. So... Uh, all yeah. You might get some of the case of the bends, but it's not going to kill you. your eyes. Are not going to pop out. Okay. You know why your eyes are not going to pop out? Because not an air, air. Po- There's not an air pocket behind them ready to po- pop out your eyes. We're the, we're liquid, right? Right. So when liquid changes pressure, it's all about what are the gases doing within them. Okay. Okay. Now you want an example of gases coming out of liquid? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, do tell. Do tell. <laughs> okay. Believe me, because I can think of a few. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> That's when you go into I'm eight years old brain. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so uh, uh, what, the best example is a a, a a sealed can of soda. Okay. It's right. It's under pressure. It's under pressure. Right. Right. And and uh, let's say let's take a bottle so you can look in it. It's under pressure. You don't see any bubbles anywhere. Right. Pop the lid. All the bubbles Psst. escape. Exactly. They were right. dissolved there until the pressure changed. Exactly. And so it's whatever is the atmo- above atmospheric pressure in it, and then it goes down to atmospheric pressure. The bubbles escape. So, 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 so you have to be careful, and right. and it
1: won't be comfortable, but just get the hell out of there. Uh, so now, okay, if I'm in the airlock in the in in the event horizon, this ship, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Phew, they depressurize. Yes. I'm in it. Yeah. You got some. You've got it. You've got it. But all I have now is I held my breath. Yes. The airlock opens, uh-huh. and now just across, I can push off and get into another airlock, repressurize. Could I do that? Yes, easily. Okay, easily. Okay.
2: If you have your wits about you. If yes. you have your wits about you,
1: or you could be. Ah! You no, know, th- which is now. Now that's my home movie. You are, you ain't making it. That's, that's, that's the real movie right there. <laughs> that's the, that's how people would actually. Right. Remember. It's just like the airlock opens up, <laughs> just like ah. No, but no. you couldn't hear me because I'm in space. Exactly, because in space <laughs> no one
2: can hear you scream in an airlock without air. Uh, exactly. It would be silent movie.
1: That'd be funny. Right. But
2: <laughs> the camera picks up. The, the, the what's silent going on? scream. <laughs> and it, yes, that's super cool. This is something they did accurately in the movie Gravity. Okay. The sound level as they went in and out of airlocks would go from complete dead to slowly you begin to hear it and then it was a full up volume sound. They did right. it brilliantly ah, okay. in the movie Gravity.
1: Yes. So that. So there. You, listen, there, Ursh, uh, Yeah. That's a great answer, man. That was very, very cool. It's all about the gas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and in the movie, uh, one of the Mars movies,
2: uh, which one? The one that had uh, n- name one of the Mars. Uh, Red, Mission, Red planet. Um, uh, it was either Red Planet or Mission to Mars. I think it was Mission to Mars. Okay. Uh, where. Uh, the tether doesn't reach him, and he doesn't want them to come after him, so he uh, d- he he so he kills himself right. so that they don't come after him. You know how he kills himself? He lifts off so his the visor. Thing, yeah. They, okay. And three seconds later, he looks like he's been dead for twenty years. Right. No, that doesn't. happen. No, you would see him suffocating there. Right. That's how really it would happen.
1: Yes, yeah. or or total recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't have his helmet on uh-huh. it, and his eyes begin to bulge out of his head like one of those little squeeze toys <laughs> I've seen those yes yeah. and uh, the pressure so, relieving you know the the stress right. relieving, yeah, the stress the squeeze, relieving squeeze toy uh-huh. and that's what his eyes do yeah. he's like <laughs> and then all of a sudden
2: he goes <laughs> <That was> great <laughs> that that wasn't even a sentence but you knew it could only be uttered by Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: <laughs> So Chuck, see, how did you pull that off? Well, you know, that is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's like every comic's like <laughs> the, every comic does Arnold's do, the, uh, And that's all you have to do to do Arnold. <laughs> but uh so that's not true then. That that's the no. you could survive a couple of minutes for yes. a couple of minutes. Yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. Just don't stay there long. <laughs> that's all.
2: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If our circulatory system were entirely gas. Right, and then you stepped out into an extremely low pressure environment. Yeah, you'd you'd explode like a balloon. Yeah, like a balloon. You'd right. expo- expo- But we're liquid, and so liquid has different reactions. So there's different properties for liquid, Correct. and the fact that we're seventy percent of that, boom. Right. No, okay. no, we're hundred 100 percent. Oh,
1: no, you're seventy percent water. That's what I mean. Yes, seventy B- percent water. Yeah, but the, right. Yeah, but good. bone is liquid. You could is bone considered liquid in your body? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs>
2: You're listening to Star Talk Radio. Stay tuned. More up next.
0: This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away.
2: Welcome back. Here's more of Star Talk. Uh, d- just before we begin, this just came across my desk. Yes, here. Just just in, a couple of people submitted geek pickup lines. Right, that, but I, I they kind of lame. I'll I'll read them. Okay. Here goes one. I, I'll do my best Barry White impression okay. here. Are you the square root of negative one? Because you can't be real.
1: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> that's actually not too bad. But you
2: gotta like be you gotta remember right. your like imaginary numbers square root of negative one. Here's one. Um no, this is t- totally like calculus geek. I wish I was your derivative so I could lie tangent to your curves. <laughs> <laughs> that's like calculus. Calcul- calculus, you're finding the slope of a line. Yeah, exactly. Th- that's what the derivative is. And so you, you take the, the first derivative of a curve, and right. you, like, you lay it right, right there. Right and there. And it
1: comes across that it's little point. right there. And on, I got one more here, and then
2: you we go back to our potpourri. Our love is like dividing by zero. You cannot define it.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> Ooh. I got to tell you, using those lines, you better build a robot girl. But <laughs> well, here's one: uh, Hey,
2: baby, are you a graviton? Because I find myself attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's ridiculous. laughs> totally geeked out. Totally no, geeked. I bet, I bet our a- our listeners could totally beat these, and so they'll f- probably be better than that.
1: All right, so what do you have? All right, let's get back to our cosmic queries. Popery, popery edition. Um, let's, uh, let's 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 uh, let's see what Jim Scarborough wants to know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jim says, "What is this conservation of information?" Dembski puts forth. Why do I keep forgetting things? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is good. Are you? Th- That's a great question. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat>
2: information in, in the in the middle twentieth century and onward. Uh-huh. People, uh, the whole branch of uh, research opened up called information theory. True. Right. If something has information, how long will it retain that information? And if it doesn't have the information, where did the information go? Okay. Information is very different from things like conservation of mass or energy or mass energy. For example, if you have an orange and then I give you a second orange, you have twice as much orange, don't you? I hope so. Okay. If I give you a newspaper... Then I give you that identical newspaper, you do not have twice as much information. That is true. You have the same amount of information, but duplicated. I, but I do have a
1: bathroom for my dog. <laughs> okay. Now I do. <laughs> I hope it's a puppy,
2: if that's what you're doing with your dog. <laughs> it's true. But otherwise, it's an infirmed dog. <laughs> so information theory behaves differently from other kind, I'm uh, sorry, a conservation of information is a different understanding uh, and a different treatment of information than conservation of mass energy uh, would be treated, that, that's all. And so th- there's an idea that, uh, it, uh, c- can you lose information, what happens to it? And he's saying, if there's a conservation of information theorem, then why is it that he forgets stuff? That's right? The, no, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant question. Um, what, what happens is, what you remembered or thought you remembered becomes other things, typically. Okay. In your brain, right? It just becomes other things, and so
1: so it's still there. It's just not. It's, what not, you the think sa- it's it is. not the same. It's not the same information. It's
2: the total amount of information. Uh, yeah, it's it's an amount of information that you mm-hmm. might be conserving there, but uh, it's not my research specialty. So I don't know what the latest is that they're all saying about it. Right. It seems to me that if I have a newspaper and I burn it. I got rid of all that information. <laughs> True, and this is what happens in book burnings. Uh, civilizations
1: t- typically take a few steps back mm-hmm. because they've lost. And when you say civilizations, you mean Republicans. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't. No, no, you don't. I do. You don't. I do. You don't. Well, Jim, there you have it. There is. A, there really is a cons- conservation of information. And oh, by, uh, by the way, e- uh, everyone who passed the Jim Crow laws were Democrats. This is way, true. Just as a reminder, we w- that- <laughs> yes, Southern Democrats we all know are now modern day Republicans. <laughs> right, <so. laughs> no, you, you just can't generalize over time and space. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. Jim. Great question, and uh, your answer is early onset Alzheimer's. Okay. So. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's move on. Let's. Uh... Wow. Okay. Uh, can we join in in this wow? Okay, yeah. You can sit there and admire the question and leave us leave us hanging. Okay, this is Jacob Seymour and Jacob wants to know: Does nuclear fusion occur at the bottom of black holes? Ooh, yeah, man. Ooh. That's why I was like, wow, Ooh. wow. Really simple, but good question. Ooh, yeah. Um,
2: I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, it's paus- it's plausible, okay. Because the, at at the singularity, which is like the limits of Einstein's equations, where in fact you are literally dividing by zero, right? Uh, which means we don't have a theory to understand the singularity. Okay. We can just say that's all the that's the best we got. <laughs> Come up with something <laughs> better. Right at that singularity, right at that point, all matter is at a very dense state. But we do know that the energy created by nuclear fusion, right, even if it occurred at the singularity, would not be enough to do a damn thing to the black hole. Wow. Yes, black holes are stronger than any nuclear fusion that would occur within them. You, so you it, can run the you can run that. It's why we got the black hole in the first place. Exactly. The black hole used to be a star. Right. And the star was going to explode and it didn't. The right. black hole said, "No, you're not." Yeah. <laughs> 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 so so as the massive stars uh, the higher the mass star the difference, the, their fate becomes more and more different from what the sun would be. There's a point where a star dies as an explosion, a supernova. Right. If it's more massive than that, it wants to become a supernova, but the gravity overcomes that, and it's black hole gravity, and the whole star collapses down uh, and implodes within itself. And so, no, you, you
1: can't. Every time I try to get out, they <laughs> keep. Pulling me back in
2: That is what everyone is saying who's stuck in a black <laughs> hole right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh wow. With with that level of frustration, I might have yes. pr- probably I'm <laughs> so sure. Wow, that was fascinating. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff there. All right, let's go with uh Douglas uh, Napolitano. And Douglas says Wait, you pronounce his name in a Spanish way, but it's clearly Italian. Uh, Napoletano. Napoletano. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Napolitano. Napolitano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Douglas wants to know this. It's like he's from Italy. I mean, from, from, Naples. from Naples. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas wants to know this. Was there space before the Big Bang or was space created during the Big Bang? What is the universe expanding into? In other words, is space expanding with the matter and energy, or is the matter and energy expanding in the space? Man, my head, man. My boy's got head. some cosmic angst yeah, going a, on. He's getting to sleep. Yo, you he, know. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's it's, it's a nice little uh, conundrum that he's Yeah.
2: So everything that we've come to know and define space to be was formed within the Big Bang. Okay. And if we have a multiverse or some prior existing state out of which our universe spawned, mm-hmm. that would be embedded in higher dimensions. And so normal space is not how you would address that um, that configuration. It would be higher dimensional space, a so four-dimensional space, five or ten dimensions. It's some higher dimensional space in which that occurs. Gotcha. So uh, we are... So, if space is where there's nothing, then outside of space, you might call that nothing-nothing. Nothing-nothing. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, we have top people working on the nothing-nothing. That's it. Gotcha. So, wow. tr- uh, Chuck, we are in the five-minute warning zone. Uh-oh. This means, you know what that means.
1: That's right.
2: The lightning round. It's
1: the lightning round. Okay,
2: I will answer questions in soundbite mode
1: Okay, to get in as many as we can in the next four minutes. All right, here we Go. Go. This, This one from Facebook and Paul Bear. Paul Bear wants to know, how is the gravity of the sun strong enough to hold Jupiter into place but not strong enough to pull the Earth close enough to eat it up? Oh, because
2: Earth is moving faster than Jupiter, and at our speed, at our distance, we are in a safe orbit. If we were moving at the speed of Jupiter at our speed, at our distance right now, we would fall into the into the sun. Boom! Bada bing! Boom! Bada! Oh! Oh yeah! There. Okay. There we Good. Go. Thank you. Go Next. Next. <laughs> All Next. Right. right. So every orbit, at every distance from the sun, there is one speed right. that you can sustain and maintain that orbit. Anything less, you fall into the sun. Anything more, you will you go to a high. Off.
1: You'll fall, go to a higher orbit. Okay. Go rogue go. planet. Go All right. Here we go. Uh, also from. Facebook, Patrick Clark wants to know this. Dr. Tyson, what do you see as the advantages, benefits of permanent human colonization of other bodies in the solar system? What resources do places like the moon and NEAs hold, and how could we harness and use them efficiently? Oh, so uh, NASA has a
2: whole new branch of itself called uh, I, uh, ISRU, okay. In-Situ Resource Utilization which is NASA speak for when you get there, find your own damn food. Build.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> damn, man, that's yeah. rough. So you got to look ahead. See, Is there water there? Is there natural resources? Can you can you seed the soils in a way to grow plant life? Is there enough sunlight? So right now, there's nothing like Earth out there. And right. so if you're going to go, you're going to have to bring a whole lot of Cheetos There's something to keep you <laughs> keep you fed until you. So uh, the resource we developed. Our species exists on Earth, thriving on researches, resources that are native to Earth. Right. That's why we are okay here. Right. And and not okay on the moon or on Mars.
1: So this is a huge challenge. There
2: you go. That we have not yet resolved.
1: Go. Next. All right. There you have yeah. it. The mm-hmm. answer is click your heels, Patrick. There's no place like home. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, let's see that here. That might mean Patrick is wearing ruby slippers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Amanda Dean wants uh-huh. to know this. Uh, Why are some planets in gas form and some in solid? Does this differ in a binary star system? Ooh, Turns out, uh, would you say Earth is gaseous? No, No. because
2: it's mostly rock, and then we have this thin layer of atmosphere on it. Jupiter, if you go deep enough, it has a solid middle. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a solid core. So basically, we're all the same. It's just more atmosphere. More
2: atmosphere. And in Jupiter's case, most of its mass is in the form of gas. I got a
1: fever, and I need more atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) More cowbell. (laughs) Give me me more atmosphere. All right, here's the next question. This is from G. Oh, by the way,
2: Jupiter has a much higher gravity, so it can hold the very light gases, such as uh, hydrogen and helium, that we could not hold. Jupiter is mostly hydrogen and helium, very light gases, very fast-moving atoms. They can fly out of a weak gravity field, as they did for us. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our atmosphere is denser, heavier, than. Jupiter's atmosphere. We have heavier molecules in our atmosphere oh,
1: because cool. they don't move as fast. And so, so they so don't you sound like a chipmunk on Jupiter on Jupiter. Yes, you so would. Yes.
2: Awesome. I, I never thought that through cuz I wouldn't I was not going to think I would get out of my spaceship and open my helmet while I was in the <laughs> atmosphere of Jupiter. But since you've already thought this through, Chuck, <laughs> that is exactly how it would happen. Time for one more question. Go. go. <laughs> you made me chill. So all, we- all the
1: Jupiterians <laughs> are are sound like Mickey Mouse. Go.
2: Go. The native uh, Jupiterians. Go. All
1: right, here we go. This is from Paul uh, Av Paul, F. Aaron Franz, uh, Aronsky Jr. Okay, how can we tell what far off planets and the other objects are made of?
2: Ooh, yeah. this was the birth of modern astrophysics in the late 19th century. We took the spectroscope, the prism, take light, move it through the prism, out the other side, it breaks it up into a component colors, and it, um, like a rainbow. Right, and in there you find embedded the fingerprints of the very chemical identity of what it is you're looking at boom bada bing and so today we don't just look at pretty pictures of the night sky as hubble would have you believe looking at the greatest hits from that telescope what we do is we take the light and we slice it and we dice it and in that light we find carbon nitrogen oxygen silicon carbon dioxide carbon monoxide we find molecules atoms thanks for listening to star talk radio i hope you enjoyed this episode Many thanks to our comedian, our guest, our experts, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Until next time, I bid you to keep looking up.
0: This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently a